following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. Your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. show this is rare earth i can remember listening to this group at dances on the radio on wlap many years ago i was first introduced to rare earth probably when i was 10 or 12 when i got into my dad's albums and i was like this is this is kind of cool how old is your dad uh let's see my dad is 74 okay yeah well he was little ahead of his time listening to stuff like this and uh he he's he told me he said Here, here's the uh, funny thing about rare earth is that even though the core label says rare earth it was actually motown because they were on the motown label yeah and um motown wanted to develop a little bit of a rock and roll side to them so they used uh rare earth and as a joke rare earth said well why don't you just call the sub label rare earth so they had their own label name yeah. for the band yeah and uh, and actually, what's more interesting is that a couple like this song here, "I'm Losing You," was originally done by The Temptations. Yeah, some of the covers that they did were actually bigger hits for Rare Earth than it was for the Motown artists. Right. Yeah, that, they were that's able. Kind of unique. And were they from Detroit? I I think they were from Detroit. Yeah. So they uh, and, and they remind me a lot of Grand Funk, and you know I love yeah. Grand Funk Railroad. That's right. So. Really good rock and roll coming out of Motown. Yeah. Love it. So I've got some things to talk about today. Not that many. I have not been sleeping well. Uh, I've had a little bout with depression, which hasn't fully terminated yet. And uh, I don't tend to get a lot of good sleep, so I'm going to – if, if anybody wants to call in today, uh, 280-2287, we'll take callers. Um, but I've got some some albums here, or albums. I've got some some uh, stories here. I was up at this place just recently, 
the Red River Gorge, it's interesting how the area is growing and uh, what rock climbing has done to help the area. This is an article in the uh, business section of the uh, Lexington Herald Leader. When you take coal and manufacturing out of eastern Kentucky's economic picture, what remains? What about rivers, forests, rock formations, and farming? Eastern Kentucky University professor of sociology James Maples has been asking that question and getting answers. He shared them with Tom Martin. Tell us about your work in the area of outdoor recreation. Answer, I was trained as a political economist at University. UT Knoxville, and I do outdoor recreation economic research. A lot of my work is focused on rock climbing, but I've expanded that to things like mountain biking, paddling, and so forth. Is it realistic to think there might be a balance found between economic growth and environmental preservation? Yes, it's possible. That's interesting to me because I I have often wondered if the culture of uh, – of the uh, Red River Gorge could translate into some sort of economic support for the people in the area. Typically, we don't see uh, a lot of jobs and money being generated by something like that. It's something that takes a lot of thought and a lot of careful land management. Part of it has to be couched in the fact that outdoor recreation is growing both in user numbers and also the amount of money that's being spent. And it's becoming a job creator. Everything from manufacturing climbing harnesses to guide services and having hotels and campsites where people can stay. If you've ever been up to Natural Bridge State Park, uh, you turn off at Slade, and the road goes up through there on the way up to Nat Natural Bridge. And I would say that the uh, place that has benefited that area the most is a place called Miguel's Pizza. Miguel's Pizza is started off just as this guy, Miguel Ventura, uh, making pizza for people in the area and selling some rock climbing gear. It's morphed into... Uh, almost like a hotel it's a it's got uh places for people to stay who are usually camping the pizza there's fantastic and they sell climbing gear now when i was you know in the age in my 20s when i would have done this kind of stuff The Red River Gorge was not known that well for rock climbing. Down in North Carolina, that area was. Those areas were, uh, but um, not the not the part of uh, Red River Gorge. He also says uh, in here. Uh, Rock climbers were spending $3.8 million a year, which is no small sum and very conservative measurement. It's probably more than that, but that's a lot of money being dropped in an area 
that really has only a couple of businesses really interested in serving their needs. Same goes for all kinds of outdoor recreation. You know, aside from a few camping stores, you really don't see a ton of people looking to support outdoor recreation in the Red River Gorge. And I think he's right about that. Uh, if, if they were to focus more on what's going on up there, uh, I believe you could, you could see a lot more in terms of uh, economic support being created for the area. I've often driven up there for years and looked at the little honky-tonk stores and things like that along that road of Slade going into Natural Bridge State Park and wondered if it were it, it looks a little bit like a low rent version of Gatlinburg or Pigeon Forge. That's kind of what it's looked like. Yeah, I think you're on target with that. And if you wanted to get a little bit lesser than that, go down uh go down Bluegrass Parkway and uh head towards Nashville because you see kind of little um going towards Mammoth Cave, I guess. Yeah. Because you might see a random dinosaur out in the middle Same of the field kind of somewhere. Thing. Yeah. That's 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 what it is. It's or a little mom-and-pop store. Yeah, but if, if they were able to take that area down there at the gorge and really sell it to uh, big-time rock climbers, which they've done, there have been a lot of people that, that come here from places all over the country and all over the world to go go rock climbing down there. Uh, you know, it seems like the problem has been there just aren't enough professional type people that sell them goods and services right and you know it, it's interesting because of the fact that when i have friends that come in from out of state one of the first things they mention well where's uh where's natural bridge and red river gorge at right they're not rock climbers but they've heard about it and they want to go see it and they want to go mm-hmm. well i think you know it's obviously a place that uh is well known outside of Kentucky. In some ways, it's better known outside of Kentucky than it is inside of Kentucky to a lot of these uh, rock climbers and outdoor enthusiasts. I, I, I'd love to go back down there. I, I, I think it's a very uh, unique part of our state. Well, and, there's and nothing preventing you. It's 50 miles. Get tied up on the weekends here. It's kind of tough. Yeah, but I understand. I, I need to make the effort to go down there. Well, all right, let's move on to the next story here. Um, Brett Kavanaugh, this is the guy that is running for uh, Supreme Court. He basically is uh, the nominee. We'll we'll get into that when we go to, after we go to the break. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. News. News affects your life. Is imitating life. American life. The sequence of events. The latest events. And experiences. Personal experience. That make up. Doesn't his life matter? Life. In this life. News. Talk. Sports. Life in the old ball yard. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. Do you understand your retirement savings and investments? Do you know how much you can reasonably expect to take from them after you retire without diminishing the principal? 
If you haven't thought about these things, you should because they can affect how long your money may last. At Dupree Financial Group, we've been following things like this for some time. Our goal for our clients is to make their investments produce income for them from dividends and interest without diminishing their principal. If you'd like a free consultation about your retirement investments, give us a call at 859-233-0400. We'll give you an honest assessment of what we think your investments will produce for you in retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400, dupreefinancial.com, and the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings at News Radio 630 WLAP. on the Tom Dupree show. It actually has a little bit of a Motown sound to it. Uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, famed Motown producer, Norman Whitfield, had produced a couple of Rare Earth albums. Yeah. And I didn't realize how many members were in Rare Earth because I was looking at their biography. There's like 100,000 members of Rare Earth. Is that right? And you, you need a roadmap to figure it out. Yeah. So I don't know. And I, they're still touring, so I don't know who the original members are. Or if there with. are any left. Yeah. So maybe I'll have an answer for you by the end of the hour. Greg, welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Hey, there, Tom. Good. Been, been a long time. Yeah. How you doing? Fine. I'm trying to remember. Have you called in before? I, uh, about four, about five or six years ago, I used to call in. Yeah. I, you you probably wouldn't recognize my, well, you might recognize my voice, but my speech pattern is kind of messed up. Uh, I don't know whether, uh, I might have had a stroke or something, I ain't too sure, but uh, half my face is, is uh, uh, about paralyzed, and uh, I can't talk to it real plain. Oh, Okay. You were staying in an institution or something at one time, weren't you? You were. Oh, that's that's been uh, for the last since I was. Well, I'll be fifty years old this uh, uh, February, and basically since I was twenty-two or three, four years old, someone like that. I mean, I mean, oh, you mean where I was actually staying? Oh, yeah. oh, well, I mean, uh, uh, for the past, well, really. The past uh, two years, I've been out, and then I was a year at the CKRC. It's a uh, like a halfway house. Yeah. And then I was, and then I was a, before that, I was a year at Eastern State. Okay. And before and before that, I was a year in jail. All right. And, and before that, I was about ten years in Millersburg. Okay. And uh, well, they're about ten years. Right? And before that, I stayed with my parents all my life. So I was going to college. Well, tell me what's going on. Uh, well, I guess the ball game. I thought it was going to be a monster, you know, the worst team they had in a long time, and uh, and uh, of course we didn't. And uh, I ended up cutting three inches of hair off. You did? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I, I was, I, I was. I'll tell you how it happened. I was distraught. And about half, uh, you know, in a real good mood. And yeah. uh, some girl was, 
you know, you get carried away looking at a party girl, you don't think real good or nothing. And she said something about doing her hair, or she was doing her hair, what she was doing her hair. And, uh, of course, I was in a real good mood and thought we was going to win that game and everything. And uh, she was sitting there doing her hair and talking about her hair, and she had let one girl out she had pretty long hair, and, I, and she maybe mentioned cutting it. And so uh, I got the idea. You know what, maybe it do me good to lose a little, you know, oh, here and there, you know. So I ended up, I cut just about all the length I had off of it. Is I wasn't right? real happy about that. It ain't just a depression, but, you know. Yeah. That, that's, that's football, you know. Hacksaw, uh, you ever hear about Hacksaw? Some probably, I forget his last name, Hacksaw something or other. Got his name, uh, they lost a game, I reckon, and he went out and cut a car in half. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know what his name was, but uh, who you played for another back in the sixties, early seventies or something. Yeah. Well, Greg, who's gonna win the game today? I don't I don't know nothing about it. I don't know nothing about it. Uh I yeah. just I mean, I like football. I used to play football back in, well, a little bit back in high school, but Right. I, I don't got no idea. I don't see I don't watch I don't I don't watch T V, I don't watch don't watch pro or nothing, don't watch basketball. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I remember you calling in before. Uh, so, what are you doing right now? Well, uh, not a whole lot of nothing. Uh, uh, it, it, it's kind of, I mean, I maybe shouldn't mention it's, it's a, it's a, I'm trying, I'm trying to get on to be a, um, well, I really want to play music online, on online. You know, yeah. like a, you basically get paid. To, well, you don't. You beg for money online, and most of them take the clothes off. But I, I want to just play guitar. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you checked back in with us. Thank uh, you. Thank you for the call. I, I think about your kind of stuff uh, quite often. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm uh, uh, well, you know, everybody either they ain't got money or they do got money. Anyway, there's money out there somewhere. That's right. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Oh, there you go. You awake now? Yeah, I'm awake okay. now. So am I. Looks like we got another call here. See who that is. I was going to talk about Brett Kavanaugh, but these these callers are more interesting. How about Larry? Larry, welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Uh, uh, Tom. Yes. I just want to call and congratulate you on adding Guy Hewlett to the staff. Oh, thank you. Great guy. I met him in Eddieville a few years ago. Yeah. He was in a few cells down, and boy, did a good job on doing everybody's tax returns and writing <laughs> letters. And I tell you, we can't we can't speak highly enough of him. Yeah, he was in there with Turd Ferguson also, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, he and Turd, they didn't share a cell because they didn't trust each other. But, yeah. But I, I tell you, the uh, only problem, I've been audited about 10 times since he left, so I, I don't think the boy meant to do it or anything. He, he's a pretty good fellow. No, he was He was trying to be straight with you, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm not on the air, am I? You're what? I'm not on the air, am I? Yeah, you actually are. <laughs> okay. Well, this is Turd saying have a good day from Eddieville. All right. Thank you. Oh, man. It's really something out there. 
Back to Brent Kavanaugh. Yeah, back to Brent <laughs> Kavanaugh. Oh, boy. Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh wrapped up what is likely to be the toughest part of his confirmation process, and I mean they were giving him a tough time. The poor boy, he could barely answer one question, and then they'd ask him another one. And I watched a lot of this, and I thought the guy came out like a superstar. He, To me, he was just as polished and uh, sharp as you can – Imagine. I thought the same thing. Some of the uh, uh, highlights I call it of it. I mean, he he seemed like he kept his composure. Yeah, pretty well, especially when he was getting heckled in the peanut gallery. Yeah, that was that was terrible. Did, did you see? Uh, did you see the auctioneer? Yeah, that was on a different thing. Oh, was the, the, was it yeah, a different? The, the it was still good though. Yeah, it was a different uh, thing. The auctioneer was getting uh, heckled, and he he started just calling out an auction to. He was auctioning off that old girl's cell phone. Yeah. Which was good. Great. But back to Kavanaugh. Uh, with the Republicans' 51-49 Senate majority likely to ensure Judge Kavanaugh's confirmation before the Supreme Court reconvenes next month, Democrats aim to tie him to the embattled president they painted as a threat to American democracy. Do you understand where we are as a nation now, said Dick Durbin, give us some reassurance about your commitment to the democratic institutions of this country in the face of a president who seems prepared to cast them aside. Oh, boy. Senator, my 12-year record shows and my statements to the committee show and all my teaching and articles show my commitment to the independence of the judiciary as the crown jewel of our constitutional republic. Well, you can't get any more obvious than that. So anyway, he does believe in the uh, independence of the judiciary, which I think qualifies him eminently for the position. That and so many of the other things he's done. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. As a marketer, you want to reach everyone, adults, teens, millennials, but it's not like these groups all hang out in the same place, right? Actually, wrong. They're all right here, listening to radio commercials just like this one. Radio ads connect with 93% of Americans every week. That's more than Google, more than Facebook, more than TV. In fact, radio reaches 20% more millennials than TV. Want more of the people you want to talk to all in one place? You want to get to iHeartMedia.com and get AMFM working for you. Say, folks, my good friends at Mahindra have an exciting event going on at Mahindra dealers across our great nation. Harvest Demo Days. And right now, you can test drive any Mahindra tractor or utility vehicle and take home the biggest savings of the year. That's right. Test drive a Mahindra subcompact, compact, or utility tractor or a Mahindra utility vehicle and save. There's just no substitute for experiencing Mahindra quality and performance for yourself. Now, once you're in that seat, you'll see how easy it is to operate a Mahindra and to become a good steward of the land you love. To learn more about the world's number one selling tractor and harvest demo day savings, or to find your dealer, visit MahindraUSA.com. Take advantage of rock-bottom prices and test drive a Mahindra today at Valley Farm Equipment in Science Hill, Nicholasville, and Greyhawk, or visit ValleyFarmEQ.com. That's ValleyFarmEQ.com.
President Trump calling for a Justice Department investigation to find the person who wrote the anonymous letter published in the New York Times claiming they're part of a resistance inside the administration. ABC's Tara Palmieri is at the White House. Aboard Air Force One, President Trump declaring Attorney General Jeff Sessions should launch an investigation into a New York Times op-ed written by an unnamed senior administration official. The anonymous official writes that there are unsung heroes in the Trump administration working to, quote, frustrate parts of the president's agenda and his worst inclinations. An act President Trump has suggested is treason. The National Hurricane Center warning residents on the East Coast to brace for possible hurricane next week as tropical storm Florence churns in the Atlantic. The weakening phase, we believe, is over and we expect strengthening here as it heads into warmer water by Wednesday and Thursday at Category 3 or 4 storm targeting the, uh, the, the Carolinas. ABC's Rob Marciano. Serena Williams looking for her seventh U.S. Open title today, taking on Naomi Osaka in the women's final. Michelle Franz in ABC News. More in the way of rounds of showers and thunderstorms on and off for our Saturday. Heavy rainfall coming down when it does. In between those boomers, it's just tropical. Highs mid and upper 70s. What is left of once tropical storm Gordon will impact your weather late Sunday into Sunday night. Heavy rainfall, a good likelihood that'll carry us into early Monday too. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP and iHeart Radio Station. Here's another reason to buy your diamond at Genesis Diamonds in Louisville. It's their 110% diamond upgrade guarantee. Hey, it's Tom Leach, voice of the Wildcats, and when you buy a diamond at Genesis and decide later on you want to upgrade to a larger diamond, Genesis will give you 110% of your original diamond purchase price toward the new stone. This is incredible. So, for example, if you buy a $5,000 diamond today and decide a year from now you want to upgrade to a $6,000 diamond, Genesis will give you $5,500 toward the new diamond. That's a 10% guaranteed appreciation when you upgrade. Who else does this? Friends, this is why it is worth the drive to get your diamond at Genesis Diamonds in Louisville. They stand behind what they sell, and they put their money where their mouth is. And it's why Genesis is the official jeweler of the Kentucky Wildcats year after year. Genesis Diamonds, where Wildcat fans get engaged, and Kentucky's best selection of Swiss timepieces, too. On Shelbyville Road in Louisville, Genesis Diamonds. I used to post at job boards. Only to sort through tons of resumes. Just to find a few candidates for my sales team. My hair salons. That old process was not, not smart. smart. Then I went to ZipRecruiter. Its technology scans resumes for me to find the right people. And actively invites them to apply. So I get qualified candidates fast. Smart. See why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. Try it now for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash hire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash hire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Based on trust pilot rating of hiring sites with over 1,000 reviews. 630 WLAP.
Back on the Tom Dupree Show, more of Rare Earth. I didn't know they had done this album or this song. I think everybody in the 70s did feeling all right. Yeah. Because every time I see it on YouTube, I've got to click on it and see what the version sounds like. Yeah. One of my, one of my all-time favorite songs. I don't care who does it. I just, I just love it. Back to this stuff on Brett Kavanaugh, you know, what some of us hope is that at some point an abortion case will come before the Supreme Court, which will strike down Roe versus Wade. Uh, But the nominee has to be very careful during his courtship period with the Senate Confirmation Committee Senate Judiciary Committee to not act like that's what he wants to do. He has to say, oh, it's the law and that sort of thing. While at the same time, he knows that if some sort of uh, chance came before them to strike down Roe v. Wade, they would. In a separate episode, this is from the Wall Street Journal Thursday, senators debated a March 2003 email sent by Judge Kavanaugh during his years in the George Bush White House in which he took issue with the notion that the landmark Roe v. Wade ruling that found a constitutional right to abortion was settled law. I am not sure that all legal scholars refer to Roe as the settled law of the land at the Supreme Court level since the court can always overrule its precedent and three current justices on the court would do so, Judge Kavanaugh wrote. The nominee told the senators at the hearing that in the email he was evaluating how the Supreme Court might view a particular issue, not providing his own viewpoint on Roe. By the way, if you've got any thing you want to add to this, you can call us at 280-2287, area code 859. Obama accuses Trump of capitalizing on resentment. Former president urges Americans to engage in midterm elections. Former president Barack Obama Friday accused President Trump of capitalizing on resentment and called on voters to engage in the midterm elections, which he said are more important than any I can remember in my lifetime. Just a glance at recent headlines should tell you that this moment really is different. The stakes are higher. The consequences of any of us sitting on the sidelines are more dire. I agree with that, Mr. Obama said in a speech at the University of Illinois. This is not normal. Mr. Obama bridled at efforts by Trump and his allies to claim credit for the improving economy, saying it was a process begun under his presidency. When you hear how great the economy is doing right now, let's just remember when this recovery started, he said. Suddenly Republicans are saying it's a miracle. I have to remind them those job numbers are the same numbers as 2015 and 2016. Until now, Obama had withheld open criticism of Trump, keeping to a tradition of former presidents refraining from attacking their successors. In his address, he said he was stepping out as a fellow citizen, not as an ex-president with a call to action. Well, that's bogus. 
Of course, he's an ex-president. I am here to deliver a simple message. You need to vote because our democracy depends upon it. Speaking at a fundraiser in Fargo, North Dakota, President Trump said he watched Mr. Obama's speech earlier in the day, but I fell asleep. I found that he's very good, very good for sleeping, Mr. Trump said, prompting laughs from the crowd. He was tying to Kate credit for this incredible thing that's happening to our country. Friday's speech was a kickoff of a series of midterm campaigns by Mr. Obama, beginning Saturday with a rally in California with seven Democratic candidates in the background, battleground seats that the party hopes to flip from the GOP. Well, all I can say is if Obama was really responsible for all this great uh, economic uh, comeback that we've had, why didn't they reelect? Why did Hillary not get elected if she was going to continue that? If if it was going to be a continuation, I mean, the the regulations were just incredible. A lot of what Trump has done is simply to remove regulations that never would have been removed under an Obama presidency or a Hillary presidency. So. There never would have been a tax cut, which has made a huge difference. And uh, you know what we're seeing now is a result of of things that are done in the Trump administration. Now, I will admit the market and the Job numbers have come back significantly since '09, and a lot of that was during Obama's period. But so much in the way of uh, restrictions and and different kinds of uh, regulations were put in place. During that time, I don't believe we ever would have come as far as we have if that had not been removed. Mr. Obama's months of steering clear of national politics while frustrating to some activists was in keeping with the practice of his predecessor, George W. Bush, who took a big step back from politics after leaving the White House. The first time he stepped back in was 2016 when he campaigned for his brother for president. Last year, Mr. Obama campaigned for Democratic candidates for governor of Virginia and of New Jersey who won their races. He attended high-end fundraisers for the Democratic National Committee and other party groups, including a new one, the National Democratic Redistricting Committee that is focusing on funding races that will strengthen the party's hand in redrawing congressional district lines after the 2020 census. Last month, he endorsed 81 Democrats who were running for Congress, governor, and other down-ballot posts in the 2018 midterm. So he's been very active, unlike uh, Bush was. And, and I think it's because Obama can't stand the idea that 
he's not meaningful. Uh, I think he resents the fact that he had to not be president again after eight years. And any any flack that he catches for uh, for his performance, he resents that also as as chalking it up to stupid voters who don't understand his way of doing things. He's the most condescending politician I think we've ever had in the White House. Just completely condescending. Okay. Walmart just wanted to sell pricey outdoor gear and then all hell broke loose. You know that walmart.com is an incredible website where you can buy something like 70 million items. Uh, It's true. Walmart's plan to sell high-end hiking, camping, and other outdoor gear on its website hasn't started well. A sign of the challenges the discount chain faces as it tries to stretch further into Amazon.com's territory. Last week, Walmart said it would start selling items including $250 Deuter hiking backpacks and $100 Lakey hiking poles, adding to its website brands already sold through Moose Jaw, a small outdoor retailer Walmart bought last year. The brands were clustered in a premium outdoor store within Walmart and curated by Muse Jaw, but several brands, including Leaky, Duder, and Climbing Gear seller Black Diamond Equipment, asked to be removed from Walmart.com, and the retailer complied. When the products appeared on Walmart.com, outdoor door stores contacted the brands, some expressing concern that Walmart would eventually push prices lower In some cases, Walmart's competitors told brands they would stop selling their products if they remained on the site. So it's interesting. They're trying to protect their high prices, and this stuff, outdoor stuff, is violently expensive. They're trying to keep keep it uh, high-priced, and they believe that if it's sold on the Walmart site, it won't stay high-priced. We launched, then all hell broke loose, doing a little bit with, a little bit within the outdoor industry. Moose Jaw chief executive Aaron Comerford said in an interview, "I didn't expect the reaction to be quite so vehement. About a third of the premium outdoor brands have left Walmart.com," Mr. Comerford said. Walmart has added other brands and expects to make up those losses in about two months. So it's interesting. One site, which is Amazon, people will buy anything and everything on. Walmart is perceived as a cut-rate discount-type site. So despite all the things that they sell, uh, they're considered to be kind of low rent. All right, stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP.
The news you want to know. Attacking. I am Spartacus Moment. Judge Kavanaugh. The news. The op-ed. You need to know. Over 200,000 jobs have been the world. Stay in the know. Bird Reynolds. <laughs> With News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. Do you understand your retirement savings and investments? Do you know how much you can reasonably expect to take from them after you retire without diminishing the principal? If you haven't thought about these things, you should because they can affect how long your money may last. At Dupree Financial Group, we've been following things like this for some time. Our goal for our clients is to make their investments produce income for them from dividends and interest without diminishing their principal. If you'd like a free consultation about your retirement investments, give us a call at 859-233-0400. We'll give you an honest assessment of what we think your investments will produce for you in retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400, dupreefinancial.com, and the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings at News Radio 630 WLAP. Holman Jenkins, uh, he's one of my favorite writers for the Wall Street Journal. Uh, it's entitled, We're Surviving Trump Just Fine. The Donald Trump of Bob Woodward's book is the Trump of the Helsinki press conference with Vladimir Putin, ill-prepared, bombastic, and overconfident. The press conference is a classic pseudo-event manufactured to make the participants look good. Failing to make himself look good, as he also failed to do after Charlottesville, revealed nothing about Mr. Trump so much as his political amateurness that even his freakish success freakish success in 2016 cannot cure. The Woodward book is best understood as an antidote to a humorless and self-righteous press's overinterpretation of the Trump phenomenon. The Washington Post and the New York Times dwelled on the same half-dozen anecdotes. One underling called him an idiot. Another disobeyed his orders. Another snatched an unsigned letter from his desk to abort some dopey action, etc. Then came a redundant op-ed in the New York Times by an unnamed Trump official, probably one whom Woodward didn't find worth talking to. He claimed that he, too, was working to stop Mr. Trump's bad ideas. Hooray for me, the author seemed to be saying. Maybe we need to have a conversation about competence. Dean Acheson, President Truman's top foreign policy advisor, left South Korea out of the free world's defensive perimeter in a speech in early 
1950 and thereby may have invited the Korean War, Lyndon Johnson used questionable intelligence from the Gulf of Tonkin as a prelude to escalate in Vietnam. The Pentagon, having spelt, um, spent 11 years using no-fly zones to maintain a balance of power between the Iraq's confessional communities, knew how to avoid civil war in Iraq. George W. Bush threw it all up in the air by handing the country to the Shiites and calling it democracy. I could go on. In the Woodward book, Mr. Trump says after the appointment of special counsel Bob Mueller, everybody's trying to get me. They're going to spend years digging through my whole life and finances. So at least he is compostmentous about some things. To a national security aide who interrupts his golf program, he says, I want to watch the Masters. You and your cyberpunks are going to get me into a war. One might wish some other presidents had been so interested in golf. Skeptical about U.S. purposes in Afghanistan, why are, he tells an aide, why are you jamming this down my throat? The purpose here is not to elevate President Trump in anyone's estimation, but to inject some realism about the presidency. Obama spun his wheels on impotent attempts to build a legacy out of expansions of the entitlement and regulatory state in ways that don't look like much now, but he avoided major disasters. Mr. Trump is functionally Mr. Obama without the ambition and has been rewarded with 4% growth, which is finally delivering the kind of hope and change that might <coughs> make a difference. in the lives of Mr. Obama's hope and change voters. You know, this kind of thing, a, a man is just a man. He, he's going to, if the fact that he's president doesn't make him not a man and doesn't mean that he isn't capable of uh, being a person, he, he, an amateur as president, in a sense, that's what our country was designed around. It was designed around the amateur side of things, being able to take take over from time to time. And uh, so... Thank God he's an amateur. Thank God he is somebody that is not meant to be a professional politician and never was meant to be, never was going to be a professional politician. I'm watching UFC on TV. It's unbelievable. The the way those guys hit each other. Hardest thing. I mean, I, I don't I don't know how they survive it. All right, this final story. The financial crisis made us afraid of risk for a while. Risk taking never disappears, it just changes shape, often to slip past the 
institutional and psychological defenses erected after the last crisis. And this may be something that we get into in the uh, next hour. Ten years ago this month, the failure of Lehman Brothers exposed how cavalier the world had been towards risk. Households had bought homes they thought could never go down in price. Banks had made loans they thought would never default and repackaged them into securities to make them seem less riskless and governments convinced depressions were a thing of the past had stood by. Since then, they have sought to ensure it never happens again, and thus the world has retreated from risk. That retreat has reshaped institutions, regulations, and attitudes, and in the process, the economy. That's why economic growth has been so durable yet so muted, with less of the risk-taking that both drives booms and busts and raises long-term growth. Well, yeah, maybe that's so, but I would argue that there are other areas of risk uh, that uh, nobody has really thought about, like the risk of government getting too big, the risk of being able to pay for government or not being able to pay for it, the risk of what happens if the U.S. Treasury bills and bonds don't pay. That's another type of risk that is uh, a risk that people aren't talking about, but they should. This is by Greg Ip. So, you know, it's it's something that uh, when whenever one type of risk nails you, and you try to fight the last war by planning the economy around not allowing that risk to ever hurt you again, you expose yourself to another type of risk. And you don't know it until it's on top of you and you've uh, gotten yourself buried in it. And this is the problem that the economy has now is that we think that we're in a risk-free position, but not necessarily so. Now, there's always going to be risk in the economy because that's what requires you have to have risk for economic growth to do well. You can't not have it. So stay with us for our next hour. And we'll be talking about different things in the economy, the stock market, things of that nature. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP.